1: Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer.
2: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week. From the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
1: Well, Julie, this is our final episode, I guess. It doesn't seem real completely
2: final episode of in the limelight right. i am confident staying positive that there's going to be another chapter we don't know what that looks like yet it could be a two-man show off broadway or
1: yeah i have not fully processed this uh we posted on instagram i guess it was a few days ago now
2: it was on thursday yeah because immediately after work josh had a beautiful going away party from vanity fair it was bittersweet but it was really fun any excuse to hang out with josh is a good one but as we were celebrating all of these amazing comments from you guys were rolling yes. in so it was like you were there celebrating it was with amazing
1: us. and really uh, the, the comments were from across the globe poland other parts of europe you guys are always so great about leaving us these comments and the support you guys have showed and I feel like we were both overwhelmed. It was really wonderful.
2: And our producer, Brett, was there. Mm -hmm. And we were probably neglecting other partygoers because we kept Yeah, just looking through
1: all the different comments and DMs and emails. So many people emailed and reached out. Someone sent me a LinkedIn message. There were some really... People found all different ways and mediums. Um, You guys are really the best. And... I feel like Megan also, in a weird way, <laughs> she knew. knew that this was going to be our last episode for this In the Limelight run because she put out her Vogue issue <laughs> like two days before our last episode, which I have to believe, and this has happened other times too, somehow she did have some sense.
2: Right, and this has been the most substantial Megan Markle Contribution, I think, in in the history of the podcast. It's just funny because last
1: week when we were talking about having to end this, we were saying it was like the tit when the Tig ended, and then this is like to me the biggest embodiment we've had since the Tig ended of the Tig's return, like. Because there's so much of Megan in writing and what we're going to talk about from her British Vogue issue.
2: And I just want to shout out to the, our follower, Snarky, who said, just <laughs> I like love Meg... love that
1: pronunciation. I want Julie to keep pronouncing Instagram handles for the rest of time. Even when we're not recording, I'm just going to find handles for her to pronounce.
2: She said, just like Meg closed the TIG and is now co-editing the September issue of Vogue, I'm expecting the same leap for you both.
1: Wow. That's a high goal for us to reach a high bar. Julie, I'm really excited to dig into this whole issue. There's so much content that has been released from this issue already.
2: We could teach a full I seminar, know. like a semester I mean, course on this, probably.
1: I'm actually devastated. I will say that I did go stop by uh, this like newsstand near my apartment just to check to make sure they didn't have it. They don't have it. I know British Vogue is sold at somewhere near my apartment, but I think it just hasn't come in yet this is it's kind of wild the scope of it we knew that she was going to be editing a uh, issue of british vogue but i don't think we had i at least had a sense of sort of just the magnitude of what this was all going to be like and i guess we should start with the cover yes
2: always a good place to start
1: yes <laughs> always a good place to start Quoth julie miller um <laughs> so they released this on i think sunday megan's kind of statement that she gave about the issue. She says, these last seven months have been a rewarding process curating and collaborating with Edward Enniful, British Vogue's editor-in-chief, to take the year's most read fashion issue and steer its focus to the values, causes, and people making impact in the world today. I hope readers feel as inspired as I do by the forces of change they'll find within these pages. And then the cover is, I'm sure most of you have seen it at this point. It's like a grid of 16 squares.
2: Black and white.
1: Black and white. There's 15 women on the cover that Megan, I guess with Edward with the team, picked. It includes Jane Fonda, Selma Hayek, Yara Shahidi, Gemma Chan, Laverne Cox, Jamila Jamil, many others. And in the most Megan touch of all time, I think she left the 16th slot empty for a mirror and the idea is that you're meant to look in that mirror and see yourself which Julie the fact that we don't have one of these right here so that we can each take a (laughs) selfie with our faces reflected in the 16th grid (laughs) is a bummer and when we ever do when we do a meetup the next time we do one we are going to have that issue and we're going to make sure every single one of you guys that comes to attend (laughs) is going to be required to take a selfie and if you do find the issue please just send it to us on our Instagram handle please I want to see I love that the palace spokesman actually gave a quote about the mirror. This palace spokesman said, Megan wanted to include the reader and encourage them to use their own platforms to effect change.
2: This is the first issue of a magazine that she's edited, and she's kind of injected so much of her own DNA and voice into, into the right. actual writing which I love. I hope, though, behind the scenes, they had some sort of new not news crew, a video crew. I would love just like the amazing Vogue September issue documentary if they released even 20 minutes of behind the scenes. Oh, my
1: God. I would love Footage
2: that. of Megan working on this.
1: I would love to see. Because I feel like she also, in the editor's letter, discusses how she was like learning all the jargon about magazines. It's almost to be like a Devil Wears Prada right. meets... <laughs> I don't know what it means, but like, I feel like you would see, I would love to see her in the like editorial meetings, like trying to place things on the cover when they were like mapping it out.
2: Right. Because I believe that she did a full crash course, like wrote those magazine terms on note cards, like index cards, like in school. What 100. did you think of the cover? You weren't impressed by it.
1: Oh, no. I thought it was good. I think, I just think that I was hoping she would somehow be in it. Right. I feel like, just from a kind of selfish standpoint, it would have been fun to see her posing in some way. But, well, so let's say this, this is a good time to jump into this. So Edward was uh, discussing the cover, and he said, from the very beginning, we talked about the cover, whether she would be on it or not. In the end, she felt that it would be in some ways a boastful, put in quotes, thing to do for this particular project. She wanted, instead, to focus on the women she admires. So the boastful word obviously got people kind of heated up in a lot of the kind of aftermath of this cover, people have pointed out that Kate did pose for the cover of British Vogue a few years ago for in honor of their 100th anniversary. However, Kate wasn't guest editing the issue. So I think the idea is that it would have been boastful because she was editing it so that if she had said, I wanted to put myself on the cover, that would have been seen as somehow.
2: Right. I feel like she couldn't win either She way. couldn't win. I agree, too. And, and this was kind of the classier.
1: Agreed. And I totally get why she did this. And I feel like it makes sense. Anyway. Oh, they interviewed Peter Lindbergh, who shot the cover. Uh, He said, my instructions from the Duchess were clear. I want to see Freckles. And he spoke to Megan on the phone during the morning of the New York shoot. Well, that was like running through open doors for me. I love Freckles. And he actually shot her Vanity Fair cover that she did in 2017, shortly before the engagement was announced. So he and Megan have a good relationship. Um, obviously, not everyone is in the same room at the same time. The New Zealand Prime Minister, who's one of the fifteen women that they selected, she was shot over a video feed, hmm. which is kind of interesting. Annaful said to have the country's most influential beacon of change, guest edit, British Vogue at this time has been an honor, a pleasure, and a wonderful surprise. Um, she was involved in the choice of photographer, the choice of subject from the front of the book, right to the end. And she did this while she was pregnant and from when she had the baby and after she had the baby. So she was very involved, Julie.
2: She was very involved. And I love in the editor's letter, how she described how she actually asked to guest edit.
1: I love this editor's letter. I really feel like there's nothing that has been more TIG since we started. It's so Megan. It's like manna from heaven for us. It's like as if I I wrote this in the thing, but it's like I want to go back to school to like write a dissertation about just this letter. It's also what I love about it is it's so surprisingly um, like logistic and detail oriented Like it almost feels like she's like walking you through how she got the gig.
2: Right. Which Which I love. Which I
1: love. It's it's not like it gets into sort of her themes, but it's mostly about sort of just like the dynamic between her and edward and and the first time they met and i just think that's so cool it's so real it is super real it's almost just like a blog post back in the tumblr style days
2: but it's almost like this is what megan was born to do i wish oh, she had yeah. her own quarterly magazine 100
1: percent. like this is like as if the tig spun off into a magazine <laughs> I, I mean the beginning of this is just amazing uh It was an early January on a cold and blustery London day. Like, I don't even need to hear anything else. I was just like, it could end there. And I would think this is perfect. I feel like you had
2: full body chills when you read that. That
1: I sat down for a cup of tea with British Vogue's editor-in-chief, Edward Enifel. Though we have several mutual friends, our first encounter had been years in the making. And I love how she brings in that they have mutual friends. Like she's really painting the whole picture of their dynamic and their interplay. Uh, The impetus for which was my asking him to support an organization I strongly believe in. Okay, so then to summarize a little, then she kind of continues. She explains that they're talking over a steaming cup of mint tea. I love the details that she throws into this. Of course, you know she's going to describe their beverage choice.
2: We need to meet up. The next time we meet up,
1: it's going to be over a steaming steaming cup cup of mint tea (laughs) with like a dash of rosé mixed in or something. (laughs) A small dash. Um, And... Then I love that she kind of describes it so clearly that she gets home. It sounds like it's a little unclear what they talked about. It sounds like he's basically asked her to be on the cover at some point. And then she gets home and decides she wants to guest edit the issue. She has a great sense of narrative in the editor's letter too, because I feel like she really builds you to the point. Right. Um, and then she gets anxious because she wants to text him to ask. I feel like Julius says like what you or me would do with like drafting the text, like trying to figure out if we're like up to sending it. And then she sends it to Edward asking him. She says, so I asked the question. Actually, I typed and deleted the question several times until I built up the courage to ask it. Edward, instead of doing the cover, would you be open to me guest editing your September issue? Love the directness. Feel like this is a good lesson for all of us. Yes. Surprisingly enough, he says, sure. And then she says the ellipsis, the dot, dot, dot that inspires the greatest practice of patience in this digital era. Love Megan just riffing on sort of like the trials and tribulations of the digital era.
2: I want to put a pin in that because... Josh does this so beautifully in his own writing. He, like, picks up on those little details and k- emphasizes them in a way, just, and I don't know, articulates them so well. But it takes a, a certain amount of courage to get into that sort of voice. And Megan, it just came naturally to her.
1: That's sweet. God, to be compared to Megan on no, our final I mean, episode, writing, it's like, I could die write, happy now. You're no, that right, was, like, the highest praise. No, I'm serious.
2: Your writing is much better you've had more practice please but- no
1: I, I I can only dream so <laughs> then it appeared Edwards reply yes I would love for you to be my guest editor amazing response Sitting on my sofa at home, two dogs nestled across me. I quietly celebrated when the words appeared on my screen.
2: Poor Bogart reading this somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: good point.
2: Tear rolling down. His... Also,
1: this would have been a great... God, for our final episode, can you imagine if we had finally gotten the reveal of the other dog's name, which we still don't know?
2: Josh and I are considering a trip to Toronto next month.
1: And that at which point we're September, going to track early down. early September, yes. Yeah. So this
2: could still resolve itself
1: yeah what if we just become full-on like (laughs) veronica mars nancy drew style okay she gets into some deep tig stuff here which we're going to kind of summarize about she wants to grapple with the depths of things instead of the shallowness so this is what she says julie for this issue i imagined why would we swim in the shallow end of the pool when we could go to the deep end a metaphor for life as well as for this issue Let's be braver. Let's go a bit deeper.
2: And I love Josh's <laughs> note in the script right below this. In all caps, Julie, is this advice for us? Followed by about 20 question marks. I think it is. I think it's advice for all, all of us. Why would we swim in the
1: shallow end of the pool and we could go to the deep end? We should all be striving for that deep end. I know. I know. I don't know. I have to say, this letter did make me exactly what you said earlier. It made me wish she had some sort of like quarterly journal or way to like communicate with us because I feel like she's like thinking about a lot and she doesn't have any way of expressing it right now because she's not allowed to give interviews or keep up a website or anything. And this is like an amazing outpouring of everything she's been thinking about.
2: And again, I'm just so impressed by one, the courage she has to be this open Mm -hmm. and invoke her own voice. And vulnerable and like talking about
1: what she's like thinking. Yeah, exactly.
2: But to be doing this like within her, what, two years years of being a royal when there are so many expectations and pressures again just
1: and again i love these logistics she's bringing into the kind of trickiness of like advertiser concerns here which I love that she's even I love that she's even obliquely referencing but she says there's one caveat for you guys to remember this is a magazine it's still a business after all I share that to manage expectations for you there will be advertising sections that are requisite for every issue so while I feel confident that you'll feel my thumbprint on most pages I got chills reading that part (laughs) please know that there are elements that just come with the territory I just like love that she felt the need to kind of right caveat
2: say, uh, these advertisements yeah, aren't from me yeah
1: exactly and then to me this is the perfect way to end this it's almost like she's did this perfectly timed up to the end of this in the limelight three years run i was about five months pregnant when this process began and by the time you hold this issue in your hands my husband and i will be holding our three-month-old baby boy it's a very special time for me personally on so many levels Working with Edward and his team, both during my pregnancy and my maternity leave, has played no small part in that joy. It has been a privilege to be welcomed and supported. To Edward, thank you for entrusting me with this. I'm deeply honored. To the women who have taken my aspirations for this issue and brought them to life, both on the cover and in book, I'm so grateful. Uh, Your inspirations to me and I'm humbled by your support. And to you, the reader, thank you, and I hope you enjoy. And Julie, I feel like that's, (laughs) like, to us, our listeners.
0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Um, What
2: were you thinking when this cover came through when you first read this essay?
1: I loved this essay. I thought... The cover is exactly what I would have expected the cover to be. I just had a sense she was going to go that route. I love how, as we've just said, I feel like it's a pretty open, vulnerable, kind of introspective editor's letter in a way I wouldn't have necessarily expected. Like, she gets into sort of what's in the issue, but it's much more to me about her own excitement about doing this and sort of uh the dynamic between her and edward and like feeling a little bit nervous like you can kind of feel that um i love it
2: i feel like our dream would maybe be she did some sort of quarterly issue but like oprah and oprah's magazine she was on every cover
1: (laughs) yeah i know i kind of was the only thing that did disappoint me is i was fully just expecting. I didn't necessarily know if she'd be on the cover, but I thought there'd be the photo shoot. Right. And I'm I was waiting for that. There's one photo of her where you see her, I think it's Smartworks, one of her charities, and she's like steaming a coat or something. It's <laughs> like a trench coat. <laughs> it's a little bit I don't know. But I also thought maybe there was going to be more like I wanted the whole family. Right. I thought maybe we'd see Archie, like that there would be a portrait with the queen involved. But then her big, the big centerpiece was her interview with Michelle Obama.
2: It was a centerpiece. But well, of, sort of. Well, right. In terms of maybe the highest profile page inside book, but it was the last page. Right. So, um, again, I loved Megan's intro to this because- Me too. I kind of, Megan went in deep. She described how she was able to book Michelle Obama. She said, let me pull it up here. This is so peak Megan. First of all, in this page, in her vision for the magazine, like a beautiful meal, the first bite sets the tone and the final spoonful leaves you satiated, smiling, and sometimes if you're dining under the direction of a forward-thinking chef- even inspired
1: i can't like that's to me i need that frame somewhere
2: so the michelle obama page was supposed to be that final spoonful it wasn't a huge ask so to speak megan wrote and josh i aspire for the day when we can also describe our interview with michelle obama as not having been a huge ask Mm -hmm. Because the back page of Vogue comprises a few simple questions to garner a few answers, tidbits that would leave you, the reader, feeling all the aforementioned sensations of this analogous culinary experience. She graciously said yes because she's Michelle, she's gracious, and then very promptly sent answers because she's Michelle, she's prompt. Okay.
1: I like that too. Uh, her way of writing is very conversational, which I love.
2: Right, but I also love that she gives another caveat here, and she kind of owns what? up to what she says is a mistake. <laughs> and this is something that I wish I'm not sure about Josh. I could do for so many of my interviews have like a sprawling intro <laughs> about kind of gracefully oh, saying everything I did wrong. Right.
1: I, I totally, I was <laughs> shocked. That I
2: earned a Josh clap on this final episode means so much.
1: I totally agree. I was shocked at how real her intro was to this
2: right so the whole point of this was she had these questions that she would thought would maybe garner a sentence or two and she said i share megan said i share all this with you as a disclaimer of sorts had i known michelle would be so generous in making this a comprehensive interview my questions would have been lengthier more (laughs) probing more engaging
1: the fact that she felt like she needed to kind of uh contextualize her interview is so interesting to me
2: right so this was done over email and megan goes on i would have called her and included the banter on these pages the laughs and sighs and ping pong of dialogue as i chimed in but to re-engineer that now would rob michelle's words of their authenticity which for me is at the crux of what makes this piece special
1: Which is also interesting to me, which I was a little confused. So she had lunch with her. She had lunch. A simple chicken taco. But then did the interview over email.
2: Right, which was a little bit strange. But they also have, I'm sure, very packed schedules.
1: Schedules. I did feel like it was funny, though, that... I mean, I loved it. I just felt like so much of the intro was... It was surprisingly very honest.
2: Right. And I'm a little bit surprised that Vogue kind of let her give that much. I thought it was great. Because I wish every magazine could give that
1: much honesty. Like, we had initially wanted this. We initially wanted this. But, like, I mean, Julie and I, God knows how many interviews we've done over the past six years, seven years, where it's like, you, there's so many logistical things that go into it, but you never put that in the piece. Right. And like, like,
2: listen, I was up late the yeah. night before. I didn't yeah. get as much time to research. How yeah, this like,
1: we only got 20 minutes when I thought we were gonna get 40. The publicist called and said this. Like, I feel like right. that stuff is happening all the time. And I kind of love that Megan just put that out into the open and was like, now that I saw these email answers, like, I kind of wish we had done a phone <laughs> interview. Like, I feel like I've had that so many times. I and mean, we didn't do email interviews, but that idea. Right. Um, and also, it is interesting. I totally felt her too because I thought the email answers were great.
2: They were like, incredible. Like they
1: I, were- I re- was reading the interview after because I feel like a lot of the times when you read especially if you know it's like a celebrity interviewing a celebrity or it's like something like uh, an email interview, you're not necessarily expecting like insane depth or like... uh, No. But these were great answers. That's the problem with
2: email interviews is they're usually just one sentence. But Michelle
1: Obama, God, she's so good in her answers. I mean, if there's one
2: person who can ace an email interview, it was like they were speaking in in the gist, I guess, the overall arching theme of the interview was about motherhood and, you know, what lessons she would give herself. And I feel like
1: even in just The emailed questions, Michelle was able to be like very specific and interesting and kind of surprising. It was amazing. Also, the last question <laughs> Megan asked, which was, "What's like?" she's like, I'm going to throw you a wild card. Oh, what's the most beautiful this. sound you've ever heard? And I was like, that is just, I can so see Megan typing that. Right. It's just like, was so perfect to me that like, it was all these questions about motherhood. And then it was like, what's the most beautiful sound you've ever heard? But Michelle feels that wonderfully also.
2: I'm so curious because Megan has never edited a magazine whether Vogue was like looking at her questions beforehand. And like how much they were micromanaging mm. the situation. Again, yeah. hopefully that documentary, the September issue, Meghan Markle edition, we'll get into it.
1: Right. I know. I kind of wish, I mean, we haven't seen the print actual physical copy yet, but I, I wish she had done more. I hope she has more. I feel like there isn't or we would know, but like more Meghan interviewing or writing. Like, I feel like they should have let her even do more.
2: Right, right. Because I feel like, when there have been big, starry guest editors in previous magazines, you don't get the sense that someone is as invested right in the actual pages like I feel like you can as- you can
1: really sense here that Megan was very 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 into this like took it super seriously i see her with almost like a she didn't just
2: have that binder (laughs) what did she have i can see her with like well i was gonna
1: say like she had we have a thing we had a thing at vanity fair where we would map out like where people all the magazines do it where they map out an issue sort of on a wall um i could see her with that in her home like having someone have laid out for her the whole issue so she could look over each page right I guarantee she has something like that, actually, because I feel like I, I could totally see her just looking at the schematics of everything and being like, this page isn't working.
2: Right, in bed with Harry, but still going through, through. the binder. Do you think she also asked him other things? Because he interviewed Jane Goodall. Right. And a there's a photo
1: of the two of them that's in Vogue that I saw posted on the Instagrams today. Um, someday when I'm guest editing British Vogue, I feel like I'm going to recruit so many of, like all, like, Everyone, I feel like it's fun to include your friends in this kind of thing, and it's interesting to me. Like, I haven't wow, Julie just lit up
2: well, well because someone sent us a really good question or er, yeah, what's remark the question about this? Well, no, no, continue oh, no. I was
1: gonna say, I was like, ex- for some reason, I was expecting when I heard this was happening initially that there was gonna be like a column by Serena Williams, an interview with Priyanka Chopra some style guide with jessica moroni like i felt like maybe it was going to go through all the people that we know she's close to and at least so far it hasn't seemed that she really did call on that crew which i kind of like actually because i feel like this is showing more that she's not just doing the obvious like calling her friends but like Kind of finding the people she wanted to feature, right? But I was ex- for some. I I assumed that it was going to be a little bit more of that, actually.
2: Snarky again. <laughs> the snarky.
1: Instagram. What does Snarky say?
2: She said, "Surprising that Priyanka Chopra is not in it, considering ah, there are 15 God, women." God, Snarky, shows taking
1: the words out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> but I but I feel like she intentionally didn't do that,
2: right? Which I appreciate.
1: Do you think it's interesting though that Kate and William? Not the queen, because we talked about that already. Uh, I guess I couldn't really see how she would work them into this, though.
2: Right. No, I I don't think that's surprising. But I'm curious what you think Kate's reaction is going to be. And do you think she's going to try to? Because Megan now has the higher profile. This is such a power play. This is something so much more ambitious than anything. Is that right to say? That Kate's attempted? I mean, the garden, I guess, was ambitious.
1: (laughs) Well, the garden, I guess, was ambitious. What? This is the kind of quote that we you can't pay for the, enough for this stuff.
2: But do you expect in the next year, calendar year, that Kate is going to attempt her own mm. version of this? But I don't even know what that would be or look like.
1: Well, it's interesting. I actually sort of feel, I was wondering almost like in the other way if Kate sees this and it's kind of like, let her do this kind of thing. Like, I I don't know. Like I feel like it's
2: getting so much press.
1: I know, but I feel like Kate doesn't want to do this. I don't know. I get the sense that this is very much like what Megan is excited about. You know what I mean? Right. Kate did. I know, I know a few people had tweeted that she guest edited the Huffington Post UK. (laughs) Which, like, I, to me is the extent of what I could imagine her doing in this kind of vein. Like, I don't see Kate ever wanting to do this. I feel like she wouldn't think that was that fun.
2: Right. Also, she's three kids. She doesn't have the time.
1: Um, But Kate's, like, on her game. I feel like we'll see what she does next. Right. I feel like they're going to do something together. That's my prediction.
2: Oh, I like that. I
1: feel like soon we're going to see... I don't know what it would be that they could do as a joint venture, but something like that. God, how amazing would it have been if for Megan's British Vogue guest editing, there had been like a spread of her and Kate posing together?
2: That would be. But I feel like they're saving that up for after some sort of big scandal.
1: Oh, I could maybe. (laughs) When they really need to like bring out the big guns.
2: Right. Um, We had some really great, again, so many great feedback, questions, comments. um, I know. It really was amazing. I've never felt so much positive feedback in my life. (laughs) Take that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're not deleting that. Do you want to read a few choice?
2: Yes. Okay. From, again, this is a very difficult name to pronounce. Ella Milodinovic. Would love if you could give five predictions for Meg, and I guess Harry too.
1: Love that as a parenthetical, (laughs) and I guess Harry too.
2: For in the next 10 years. Also, please write fanfic literature featuring Prince George, Lottie, Louis... And Archie as teens modeled on Archie's comics. But instead of down by the boardwalk drama, we get down by the Wimbledon courts, East London club, gap year, and chilly antics. Thank you. Amazing feedback. But so
1: Josh. Five predictions for Megan over the next 10 years.
2: Let's. How about five predictions for Megan? Uh, how about l- three w- and three for Kate?
1: Let's just do we each do one prediction. Okay, okay. I feel like three is going to be too hard for me. Okay. One prediction for Megan. I think they'll have another kid.
2: Do you think she'll ever reconcile with Thomas?
1: Wow, good question. I do not. What do you think? I feel like if if there was going to have been a reconciliation, it would have happened.
2: I think that if we hear anything, maybe she will put out a little gesture. Like she'll take a baby step, seeing if he can handle... The meeting without leaking it to press, and he's just gonna talk to it someone again. about it,
1: right? I just don't get enough of a sense that she is concerned about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like he really wants this like reconciliation to happen. I sort of feel like maybe she's decided it's gonna be something where she just moves on.
0: But right. yeah, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
2: What other expectations? I feel like there's going to be another unexpected for Megan creative collaboration.
1: Like with a... I,
2: I don't think it's going to be acting.
1: Oh, you mean like she's going to venture into some sort of like...
2: Right. Maybe she wouldn't be like in a Beyonce music video, but she would do something with Beyonce. Yeah. Or yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. I feel like she's going to... I feel like this British Vogue cover to me just shows that she's excited to have the chance to kind of like innovate in the sense of like what a royal can do and like, and find ways to kind of get the message of her charities across in sort of like interesting ways. I could see her coming to like Fashion Week and doing like a sustainable fashion thing yes, or doing some sort of like... Yeah, I don't know what the TV movie version or Hollywood version of that would be, but something like that. A documentary for Netflix.
0: Right. About,
1: you know, like working conditions or something. I don't know. Like I could see her getting involved in things. Harry's already doing a Netflix thing, isn't he? The documentary with. Or
2: is it Apple?
1: Oh, with Apple, right. Sorry, with Oprah. Megan's going to get back. Another prediction. I feel like Megan will somehow get back to the entertainment Hollywood route somehow. Yes. Like, she'll figure out a way to incorporate that back into what she's working on now.
2: But in a very careful way, like she did with Vogue, where she doesn't appear on the cover. It's not, like, an overt publicity grab. Right, right, right,
1: right. Okay, do you have any predictions for Kate and William? They're like less, I feel like it's less obvious. There's like, I don't know, it's harder to predict them going off the obvious course. I
2: don't, I know. I'm curious what the fallout's going to be about all the rumors around the Prince William affair. hmm Right. If there's going to be more of that. I think it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy road for them separating from Meghan and Harry just because Meghan and Harry are so beloved. I have
1: this like whole celebrity quotient going now.
2: Right. I don't think that comes as easily. For right. Kate and William. So right. I, I can see there being a little more competition, a little mm, more yeah. them trying to maybe have the, pub- I don't know, the appearances, public appearances, and it doesn't come. I, I hope that there are more tailgates in Kate and the kids' future. I hope we yes. see more
1: of those. good one. I, I also just, the fact of like, do you think George and Archie, I feel like that's going to be interesting to see their kind of like friendship develop.
2: Right. I hope Charlotte's allowed to wear pants at some point in the near future.
1: <laughs> She's one. always
2: in a dress.
1: Good one. <laughs> There's a lot to look forward to. Wait, so what other questions did oh, people send in?
2: And Camilla. I, I hope there are more fun Camilla. We love Camilla. In the future. Um, okay. What else do we have here?
1: God, that's it for the responses.
2: Well, I mean, I wasn't going to read all the compliments. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, on the mic, at least, just every night
1: right <laughs> um before
2: i go to sleep
1: yeah i mean we are i feel like julio this has been what now three years of doing this i know this is like it's hard to even talk about i feel like i'm gonna start crying um but we've been doing this a long time and i feel like we've had i feel like there's been so many iterations of like the Meghan harry dynamic to talk about but there's like separate from that there's like the sushi park of it all
2: sushi park of it all even the balcony appearances just camilla's clothing choices the random peripheral royals that show up for those events
1: she'll always be meg to us
2: always be meg to us
1: there's like so many little catchphrases oh hi i'm nina
2: Hi, I'm Nina. When Katie Weaver came on and dug through that Meghan Markle archive. Markle archive. archive.
1: That's a great episode if you guys go back to listen to them. We had so many good guests.
2: So many incredible guests, but this is not the end. We're still going to keep our social accounts active as we figure out what this next chapter will look like. So if you're interested in following that with us, please continue following and engaging with us. We love getting your takes on all the royal events.
1: You know where to find us. We have our individual handles, but just make sure you're following us on, on the Limelight Pod. I
2: know, I know. It's it's been really fun to have a community to discuss. I know, all and I I love the with.
1: feeling of, and I know, I think you agree that like whenever anything happens with the royals, with certain Beyonce, with like our fave celebrities, I feel like people always immediately will they like, tag us and things. And... I know
2: you guys get in a way that most people in our daily lives don't. So it's <laughs> excited. To, it's exciting, to right?
1: Totally agree. No, I, <laughs> it's so true. It's like, I know if I look at my Instagram DMs, I'm going to see all the In The Limelight fans who have tagged us. Um, it's very special and we really love you guys. It's been really, really wonderful right, on a personal level. Um, but yeah, keep following that does it i can't believe i'm saying this for the last episode of in the limelight
2: again keep following us on twitter at in the limelight you can also follow us individually i'm at julie w miller
1: i'm at Jay duboff or on instagram we've said it i think but it's in the limelight pod brett our producer do you have anything you want to say on this last episode before we sign off
2: yeah come on over (laughs) yeah
1: brett come on over
2: Okay, so this is Brett, our producer, faithful producer. And you're not a fan of the Royals at all, but you've been dutifully (laughs) listening to every single episode.
0: I feel like the more I learn, (laughs) the more mysterious it all is. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: But but did you feel like you now have like a working knowledge where if you're at a party and someone wants to talk to you about Meghan Markle, you feel like you can at least like convert? I can say
0: a word solid of... Like, Maroney and Frogmore.
2: You know some keywords. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just, just
1: like, reach into the keyword bundle and, like, hope something sticks, and that's that.
2: What are you going to miss most about recording with us each week?
0: I think the same as your audience is just a really fun hangout, and I feel like, you know, Josh and I, I think, confirmed at the party that we are friends. Is this official? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. The the press release is going out (laughs) at the end of the day.
2: How did that even come about? What was the conversation?
0: We were talking and I think Josh looked at me and asked and I said, yes. And then we, we made a, (laughs) we confirmed that we, that we are actually friends now. Josh, are you
2: usually that blunt when you get to the point?
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're actually friends, I guess. We're all friends. Julia, have we had that confirmation talk? No, so I'm
2: a little hurt. I know. We've, never, Julie, hopefully you've soon never turned to me. Hopefully and soon, asked.
1: you'll get that confirmation. But when wow. you when you really Brett really knows, I actually want to be his friend. Wow. So that was nice. And <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: Me. I don't. I believe me. I don't say that to everybody, as Julie can attest. <laughs> Hanging out with friends and getting paid for it. It's not which is what you guys have been doing for oh, a long time. Oh, yeah. nice
2: answer.
1: Well.
0: We are very
1: privileged to have you as our producer, Brett. Thank you. Our friend and producer. Yes. (laughs) Julie hasn't had that confirmation with you yet, though, so we don't know if you guys are friends, but at least I'm, know, the I'm the friend. I am the friend bridging the dynamic.
0: She just got to New York. Yeah, right, know, right, so. right, right, right.
1: Julie just got to New York, so... This is giving me an insight into, like, what a whole different podcast would be, like, Howard Stern vibes of, like, where they're all just, like, kind of hanging out, like, riffing on what they did the day before, you know? I could not <laughs> <They> br- <laughs> think of
2: any audio project less like Howard Stern, but yes. Yeah, so.
1: Well, on that note, Brett, this has been a joy. I know. I know. It's okay. ending yes, oh. very sweet. And if any of you guys are looking for a podcast producer,
0: can I say yes? can I compliment you guys to Oh the- no, i are oh, no. not, you're not compliment. I know. We, know, we don't want to be complimented. <laughs> know, we don't need I
1: it. See. What should be the last thing we say?
2: No bad energy. Thank you guys for listening.
1: No bad energy. Wait, we have to say it at the okay. thing. One, two, three. No, no bad, bad energy. energy.